Home everything. Home school, home gym, home business are 19 predictions for a year in quarantine. Now, just a quick disclaimer. There are a lot of very real and grim things that can happen if this quarantine continues. No one's experience is quite like anyone else's. And for that reason, stay tuned till the end for a small announcement about a way that we and you might help. But for now, I'll leave the grim stuff to the major news networks. And in the spirit of a little bit of levity, here's our list. 19 predictions for a year in quarantine. Here we go. Are you ready? You are now listening to the Solano Fit Podcast. Featuring health and fitness to change your life and inspiration to live your best. Here's your host, Hans O. Johnson. Welcome to Solano Fit and thank you so much for listening today. My name is Hans O. Johnson and on this episode, we're talking about the 19 predictions for a year in quarantine. Now, no one wants that actually to happen and I'm sure we all want to get back to life as we regularly know it. But if the quarantine does continue, life as we know it will change. Now, this won't be as accurate as Nostradamus or even Bill Gates. But nevertheless, number one, weight gain. The more we're around the kitchen, the more we actually use it. And most Americans eat one for pleasure and two when they're bored. And when you add stress or the uncertainty of the times, we tend to eat more and watch more TV. And when we watch more TV, not only do we become unhappier, but we tend to eat what's fast and sugary and salty which is what our bodies don't really want in the first place. So if you don't want number one to be your future, chill on the Netflix and start using that Audible account. Number two, speaking of weight gain, weight loss and fitness. Fitness is going to be bigger than ever before, but not for weight loss, for mental health. Now that we're all cooped up inside, we gotta get out. And since it's been so sunny in California and it's only gonna get sunnier, people and their families are walking outside a lot more. That's good. But the great news is that if you actually keep this routine going, like if you get some sort of fitness in and you walk every day, this could be the most fit you've ever been. And when you go back to work, people won't even recognize you. Number three, online bandwidth. Take my toilet paper, but don't take my Wi-Fi. Online shopping, as I'm sure you're well aware, is skyrocketing. But with all the streaming of movies and video games, the internet might slow down. So it's time to increase your bandwidth. If you've already done it, great. I've already done it, and I've actually been able to save a little bit of money since I consolidated the services. Number four, online, on-demand, virtual, whatever you want to call it, fitness coaching and instruction. And for those that have the financial bandwidth, expect there to be an endless supply of products and services and Instagram influencers and people in communities, all sorts of folks who are trying to help you online to keep your waistlines in line. Now, I've always knocked the fitness or rather the gym industry for doing a great job of making the fit people fitter and for excluding people that maybe didn't fit. But now more than ever is a chance for all the fitness professionals in gyms and studios to really help folks who need it. And again, not just for the physical side of it, but for the mental side of it too. In fact, lots of gyms like TRX and um, Planet Fitness and I believe in Shape 2 are offering free classes online. So add those to your routine to mix it up. Number five. Number five, home businesses. If you've ever wondered about creating your own online business, now is the time. Online businesses and making money from home will be bigger than ever. If you started something earlier, then great, you're ahead. If you didn't, not to worry, start one today, and there will probably be a market for what you're selling or making tomorrow. Now, put your initial worries about the size of your market completely aside, because what's more important right now is that you love what you're doing enough to have the energy to keep doing it. It's kind of like cardio. You know, in the gym or with clients, we say you got to pick the cardio that you love most. 
because if cardio was a staple of your routine, then you might as well enjoy it. And starting a home-based business is similar because it's really about an ability to create repeatedly over and over and over again. In times like this, makers make. Writers write. It's all happening right now. So there will be more podcasts and more stories written, more books, more creativity, more inventions. So if there's a book or a business in you, start it now. That way I can feature you in 2021. Number six, automation. Now let's not get it twisted. The creativity and ingenuity won't just be on the employee side of things. Where there is capital, employers will invest in fast-track automation to replace humans who can't be at work. The robots are coming. The robots are coming. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no Will Robinson. Number seven, online education. Do you know what a MOOC is? M-O-O-C-S. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. I've always just said MOOCs, but it means massive online open courses. And it normally refers to platforms like EDX, Coursera, Masterclass, great courses. I don't think it includes apps like Duolingo, but for the purposes of this podcast episode, we can include it. So if you're not aware of what's happening in education, in a nutshell, the internet has been threatening higher education ever since books went online. Kind of in the same way that YouTube and Netflix threaten movie theaters and TV. It's kind of a good thing because it means that the internet is working to democratize education. Online courses can be free. And if you really need a certificate, you can get one. It's about like $100. And if you want it on your official transcript, well, some online courses are getting away with charging upwards of $500, but that's because they're able to kind of capitalize on the value confusion in the market. And the education need not just be academic. You can learn a new job skill, learn how to cook, or even learn a new language. Number eight, speaking of education, let's talk primary education. And to the entire United States, welcome to homeschooling. Now, we've been homeschooling for about 17 years, and in my opinion, homeschooling is incredibly remarkable if you can develop the temperament. Why? One major reason, and that is that you allow your children time to create themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I love education in all of its forms, but there are drawbacks to these hollow systems. Is homeschooling perfect? No. Does it solve all of education's problems? Nope. And is it harder for some? It can be. But it's an alternative that I've appreciated. In fact, I plan on doing an episode on it soon. And since so many American parents are going through it, it might be helpful to get some support. So this is kind of an interesting time as primary schools try to recreate themselves online. And it's not homeschooling proper, and it shouldn't be. But if the remote model works, and we all get used to it, expect a new type of hybrid arrangement, especially if a lot of people don't want to go back to the way things were. And the same can be said of working from home. Number nine, if your job can be done from home, you might see a move to a three or four day work week when things go back to normal. I mean, before the virus, working from home was considered a luxury. Everybody with kids said they wanted to spend more time at home. And now COVID-19 has unexpectedly made that mandatory. I guess it's not that surprising that a crisis would turn our hearts towards home and what really matters. Number 10, family matters. And what I mean by that is friction. If you have kids, they may have already fought. If you have a partner, husband, or wife, you might be getting on each other's nerves right about now. And if and when that happens, consider this. Growth is fundamentally a series of small, even minuscule tears and breaks. It's the breaking of the old that makes something new. Friction and discomfort is often a part of the growth process. It's kind of natural. It's not a sign that things are falling apart. It's a sign that you're growing, that you're stretching, that you're learning. 
So don't lose heart if that's what's happening in your relationship right now. Your relationship with your kids and your husband or your spouse, your wife, your partner can be so much better as you recreate boundaries and rekindle flames. First, obviously, it takes an intentional approach. Then it takes effort. Intention first. Want to first. This is a -a one-of-a-kind time in history. Barring any sort of irreconcilable differences or tragedies, someday you may look at this crisis and these hardships with fondness. Number 11. Baby boom. Expect one. 2021. Number 12. Online and virtual relationships. Now, talk about a new definition for long distance. What is that now? Seven feet? For those who are single and not currently yoked, when you can't be in the same room with someone, expect online and virtual romances to blossom. Speaking of blossom, number 13. If the quarantine continues, Mother Nature will do just fine. It'd be interesting to see what happens to nature with so many parked cars and so many humans hibernating in their households. You know, and sometimes I think, maybe we're the virus. Almost like the natural disasters or outbreaks were somehow like a natural thinning. A sort of a balancing that Mother Nature is trying to do of, like like she's trying to cleanse her system like a fast. Anyway, if the quarantine continues, expect nature to flourish. Now, usually I see peacocks, turkey, and deer roaming around where I live. And depending on where you live, you might see crocodiles, snakes, bear, cougars, nutriorat, possums or monkeys, coyotes. I don't know. Just be careful out there when you go on your walks. Number 14, an agrarian society. The only thing closer than farm to fork is maybe garden to table or backyard to kitchen. Now, if you're a new listener, you may have missed episodes, I think it was 200 and 202, when we featured the school garden doctor and uh, Chef Stephanie from Sustainable Solano. After listening to those, you might seriously want to start a garden. You know, I had to brave Costco recently, and it was pandemonium. I could have sworn there were like 1,500 people out there in line. Thing is, if the lettuce, tomatoes, and potatoes are in your backyard, you don't have to wait in line. Even in episode 201 with wellness coordinator Andrea Notch, we talked about the nuclear family and um, eating together and the impact of family on health. And, you know, that's the one thing that we've lost control of. That's control over the kitchen. I mean, eating together with the TV off, no phones ringing, that's something of a throwback. And when you really think about it, that's the one thing that we've kind of lost that has this sort of domino or ripple effect in everything else, which is partly why our waistlines are so big now. All the constant grazing. I mean, I remember when my grandmother would would kick me out of the kitchen if I ran in there to try to grab or sneak some food. It was like, nope, if it's not breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you don't belong in the kitchen, you belong outside. Now, it's just, I mean, and I can be guilty of it too, just constant grazing. It's just a bad habit and a sign of boredom. So, getting outside and getting back to the roots of it, a garden, that's the beginning of creating a culture of health. And besides walking, gardening is the second best exercise. Or better yet, it's the first best sustainable exercise. Sustainable exercise. Gardening. How about that? Number 15. TikTok will get more users. Now, you may not know what TikTok is, but it's basically the new Instagram. Whereas Facebook has been for friends and YouTube has been for videos and Instagram is for um, pictures. TikTok is really about music, dancing, and comedy. Super fun. In the future, TikTok will get more businesses as people try to figure out what the heck it is and how they can use it to day trade attention. Number 16, the news will still be bad. And you know what? It's their industry. You know, when you think about it, CNN, Fox, they would be more than happy. In fact, it would make their day 
If you spent every waking moment yelling and screaming at your TV or at your phone, pissed off because the Democrats did this or the Republicans did that or someone said this or Trump said that, don't make their day. Make your own day. Quite honestly, the news is rarely new. It's on 24 hours. It's just the rehash of the same thing over and over and over again. Even ESPN and the sports channels just dragging out the same single piece of information over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. All day, every minute, trying to get you to pay attention, trying to get you riled up. Don't make their day. Make your day stress-free. Make your day happy. Make your day productive. And my Nostradamus prediction of what will be on the news? The news will continue to tell you every grim detail about the fallout from COVID-19 and Americans across the nation will continue to defy the quarantine. Yep, those folks. Number 17, compassion will grow. If the quarantine continues, everyone will know someone who's been affected by COVID-19, either economically or medically. And maybe, I mean, I have this theory, that when people suffer, when they get in touch with their own suffering, it makes them that much more able to help others through their suffering. And it's a sad thing. It can be a heartbreaking thing, but sometimes suffering together brings us together and it makes us more willing and more able to help one another. In fact, it was one of the episodes where we talked about that, actually. We talked about, and this was before the crisis, we talked about, um, it was with Andrea again, and we talked about how people need people, how humans are built to be social creatures and how we need each other. We need each other physically, we need each other emotionally, we need each other to listen. We need each other to pay attention. I've been thinking about this word help for what seems like a really long time, but now it makes it even more relevant as people are struggling to cope with all of the things that are happening in their lives, all of the uncertainty, all of the transition, all of the hardship, and in some cases, a lot of pain. So I'm starting a new project, a very small project, and I hope that you'll participate. I'm calling it the helpline. And essentially, it's a place for people to get help. And I haven't talked about it too much, actually, at all. I have a cohort of friends and coaches and psychologists who do this professionally, who would love to support others in this time in a different way, in a new way. And so we're calling it the helpline, and it'll be an opportunity for you or someone you know to call in, leave a message, and then the answer, the tool, or the advice will come in podcast form the following day or a few days afterward. We can use your audio or read what you wrote and use it as the basis of the podcast episode. Um, but it's an interesting idea and one that I think that might be helpful. And it doesn't have to do with fitness. You don't have to sign up, nothing to pay for. You can be anonymous, you can write in, or you can call in and leave a message. It's really up to you. Whatever's most comfortable, whatever helps you. And if you like what you hear, you can use the advice, take the tool, whatever works. It's just an acknowledgement that people need people and this might be a way to help. For more information, go to thehelpline.com. That's thehelp-line.com. And we'll start small. And the great thing about it, too, is that other listeners can weigh in and give their support or give their advice as well in the comment section. So it's kind of a community approach to helping one another. Look for the helpers. With that being said, there are two types of people in the world, Bill Gates and everybody else. So number 18, we will probably get smarter about this and better able to prevent this from happening again. And even so, we probably will not get as smart as Bill Gates. I know you heard his TED Talk in 2015 basically saying that this was going to happen, right? I mean, this is what he said in 2015. These things are really a global failure. 
The WHO is funded to monitor epidemics, but not to do these things I talked about. Now, in the movies, it's quite different. There's a group of handsome epidemiologists <laughs> ready to go. They move in, they save the day, but that's just pure Hollywood. The failure to prepare could allow the next epidemic to be dramatically more devastating than Ebola. Let's look at the progression of Ebola over this year. About 10,000 people died, and nearly all were in the three West African countries. There's three reasons why it didn't spread more. The first is there was a lot of heroic work by the health workers. They found the people and they prevented more infections. The second is the nature of the virus. Ebola does not spread through the air. And by the time you're contagious, most people are so sick that they're bedridden. Third, it didn't get into many urban areas, and that was just luck.、Uh, if it had gotten into a lot more urban areas,、uh, the case numbers would have been much larger. So next time, we might not be so lucky.、Uh, you can have a virus where people feel well enough while they're infectious that they get on a plane or they go to a market. The source of the virus could be a natural epidemic like Ebola, or it could be bioterrorism, and so there are things that would literally make things a thousand times worse. In fact, let's look at a model of a virus、uh, spread through the air、uh, like the Spanish flu、uh, back in 1918. So here's what would happen: it would spread throughout the world very, very quickly, and you can see there's over 30 million people die from that epidemic. So this is a serious problem. Right. We should be concerned. So yeah, we're、But、probably not going to get as smart as Bill Gates, but hopefully we're smarter than where we were yesterday, so that we can be better prepared for this in the future. And number nineteen, the economy will rebound, and not just that, but us as people, as a world, we will rebound. We will get through this period. Resilience will win. Health will win. We would have learned from our mistakes. We would have seen the folly of some of our leaders and some of the things that happened that maybe shouldn't have happened. We'll be able to discuss and fight and learn about this when it's all over. But this last piece is that it's going to be okay. We are gonna figure it out. I can't tell, and I don't know what the cost will be, but I do know that we will beat this. We've been through hardships before. Humans, populations, wherever in the world you've come from, your ancestors have gone through things that were unspeakable. And yet you're here, and there's no one better to prepare us. There's no one better to educate us. There's no one better to help us with resilience than the GI Joe generation, the greatest generation. People born between 1920 and 1920, I don't know, four, twenty-nine. Basically, they were World War II folks. Trying times require strength and a moral reserve that maybe we haven't had to activate collectively. But one thing's for certain: when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And not going like leaving, but going like rise to the challenge, take the difficult situation, be strong, work harder—that kind of going. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. So next episode, we're going to talk to some amazing people about how they made it through, about the times they lived through, and and what it took to survive. I hope you'll join me. Thank you so much for listening today. It means a lot. And don't forget that you can subscribe or leave a review with the link in our show notes, or you can leave a comment there as well. 
We appreciate it because reviews and likes and comments obviously help with our ranking, and it allows people in the region to find the podcast that much easier. So if you'd be interested in helping us, you can do so by doing that at SolanoFit.com. And thank you so much for supporting our podcast and for keeping Solano healthy and for keeping Solano fit. Till next time, I'll talk to you soon.